My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. This is the only channel dedicated to UFC fight picks and DraftKing lineups run by MMA insiders and professional fighters. Every week, I join Dan Kramer and Nick Newell, two longtime professional fighters that have fought at the highest levels on the planet, as well as Jacob Lines, a skinny kid from Indiana. So join us every single week for our full fight card breakdowns, our individual fight card breakdowns, our betting guide, and our DraftKing lineups. First up, at UFC Vegas 35, we have Mana Martinez versus Guido Canetti. And that, I mean, that name. That is, that, is that a real name? Heartstrings. Is that a real name? Guido Guido's a real first name. It's a derogatory term because it's a real first name. Uh, anyway, Mana Martinez, 8-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one in his last five. Guido Canetti, 8-5, and five, 2 and 3 in his last five. And he's on the wrong side of 40. Mana Martinez was supposed to fight Trevin Jones last week, but his coach died. And that's what? awful. Yeah, it's awful. And I'm I'm not wrong. Like his coach died, so he didn't fight. And then now he is fighting to honor his coach. And good for him. I don't know their relationship. But that's why he was off the card last week, but he's on this one. No COVID or anything like that. I don't know what this does for his headspace. I can't imagine. It's it's great. Um, either way, Mano Martinez has solid power. He's very aggressive. He is always looking for a finish. He switches stances often, and that can be complicated for his opponents. Guido Canetti, aside from having a fantastic name and just being from really just the greatest heritage that anybody could have, is over 40 years old. And he's been losing by stoppage. He does move well. He has nice kicks. His striking is okay. He doesn't pose a real threat anywhere. Uh, and honestly, he would need to get this to the ground to win. That's pretty unlikely. This card is stacked with giant favorites. Guido Canetti is a big step down from Trevin Jones. I, I just, I really don't see Mana Martinez having an issue here. Other than I can, I have no idea what his headspace will be like. No idea. What are your thoughts here? Uh, where do you think Guido's from? It's an Italian name. Yeah, he's from Argentina. Yeah, but... he doesn't have to be from it. My my jujitsu coach is Luigi Mondelli from Brazil. Relax. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, you could even see on his chest. That's not a. That's not Italy. That's a great looking chest too. That's, yeah. that's what we strive for. I mean, that's the way. That's what we strive for. So, okay. Listen, what are your thoughts on the fight? Listen, Martinez. You said he's got decent power. This dude hits like a middleweight in my mind, and that's why he's in my lineup. Not only does he hit like a middleweight, and I wish that – I talked about last week with the Trevin Jones fight. I was going to pick Trevin Jones either way because I love Trevin Jones, and now I don't like Trevin Jones anymore. Um, that's for you know different factors. But I was going to pick Trevin Jones, but that would have been a wild fight. Obviously, the Trevin Jones fight last week was still wild, but this would have been a, a fire fight because this dude hits like a middleweight. And Guido, unfortunately, with the age, that dude just doesn't move his feet very well. He's a little flat-footed. His last fight, it was like – not even like a – it was almost like a telegraph, like little left check hook that he that, that hit him and knocked oh, him down. Check, knocked a him check down, hook. Okay. Knocked him down. And uh, so I, I honestly think that Martinez should and will uh, dominate this fight and probably flatline uh, Guido inside of two and a half minutes. So he's in my lineup, and I'll probably place a bet on him as well. Not the 350. Uh, I'll probably chase like a, like a first-round stoppage, get a little bit better odds on that. But I, I love uh, Martinez in this matchup. 
Yeah, you definitely have to chase that because um, minus 350 is crazy. Uh, he's not in my lineup, but he may end up in there. He, the only reason he's not is because the coach dying thing. Like, I really have no idea what this dude's headspace is. I mean, that's I, – I know a lot of fighters that have different relationships with their coaches. Like, if Nick Newell lost his coach, that's like losing a father to him, right? If some of the other fighters lose their coach, they just move to another gym, they don't care. So – I don't know their relationship. That is the only reason he's not in my lineup because nine. I actually think nine thousand dollars is a great price for him. He could be ninety five hundred, and he should be. It would be a reasonable number for uh, for this matchup. Complete mismatch. There are a few of these on this card, honestly. Uh, and the monkey knife fight numbers. Uh, it's tricky because Guido is at twenty four, but I, I think you just go less, less, right? Like it's going to be a mauling, no. Yeah, in, in my mind, I, I think that's going to take one decent shot to land on Guido to to knock him out. And when when Martinez lands, he he lands stiff. And those are a lot of those aren't even looping shots either. Those are just straight down the pipe, right on the button. Um, he's got some power behind those hands, so I, I would probably play the less less. Yeah, twenty four is just such a low number that that side worries me a bit. Um, but less less is probably the safest play here. And if you guys watch any of our breakdowns. These monkey knife fight numbers are live right now. We want picks.com slash MKF. If you like a line, hit it now because the monkey knife fight team is watching the video. And once you start giving our opinions, if we think a line is a little lopsided, they update those lines tomorrow morning. They leave it up as a courtesy for you today, but they, they update it. They move those numbers tomorrow morning. So if you like a line, play it now. The less less here is nice. You can almost triple your money with a win. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have Jamal Emmers versus Pat Sabatini. Pat Sabatini is 14 and three, five or four, four and one in his last five. Jamal Emmers, 18 and five, four and one in his last five. Listen, we've been high on Pat Sabatini in the past. We picked him to win last time. He did win last time. We picked him to win in his fights that were canceled. I love Pat Sabatini. Dude's a killer. But I hear the but coming. It's coming. So he picked him a few times in the past. He has really good wrestling. He has a solid pressure on top. His striking is good. He's well-rounded. He's an absolute dog. Had a horrific injury, came back from it, and it meant nothing. That injury just doesn't exist. Fully healed, fighting like it never happened. And he's very, very tough. Jamal Emmers, very good striker. And he is the only person that we have really seen hang with Giga Chikadze. If you look at all of Giga's fights in the UFC – Jamal Lambers is the only person that really brought some of the fight to him. And that was actually a split decision. He's also a wrestler, but he doesn't need it and he doesn't use it. He is the much better striking here and he will have the wrestling defense to keep this on his feet. So I have Jamal Lambers winning this fight. What are your thoughts? Uh, I got a quick question for you. Um, yeah. Do you think that I've gained the trust of the people after last week? Oh my God, the second fight. Do you think I've gained their trust? Because honestly, I don't think I have. I don't think so either because you were so on right a here. Pretty I bad have losing a knife. Streak. I have a knife right here, Angelo. And I am about to ah, ah, make a blood sacrifice <laughs> at Pat Sabatini, aka Captain America. AKA baby blue eyes, Mr. Submission is the lock of the week. He's going to get it done easy. You guys have forgotten that Jamal Emmers 
has already lost once to a lock of the week, and that was Chaz Skelly. He didn't even come out to the octagon last time he was pitted against the lock of the week. He quit in the locker room. He might not make it to the octagon again today, or I mean on Saturday, but, and if he does, Pat Sabatini will finish a fight. He's going to get a submission. I have crazy bets on this fight. I love Pat Sabatini. He is on his championship mentality is off the charts. The guy says, I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, and I believe him. Pat Sabatini, lock of the week. Is that ketchup? What's that? <laughs> is that ketchup? It's blood. I just cut my finger. You think I would lie to the people? It's a blood sacrifice. <laughs> you can't make that stuff up. You literally can. So we're on opposite sides of this one. I don't think Pat Sabatini is a bad pick at all. He is a dog. He's got very good grappling. His striking is pretty good. But Jamal Emmers, and I'm telling, you right a, now, I'm telling you right now, Pat Sabatini will be a future champion. A future. I'm not even joking. This isn't even a joke. I've said it from day one about Pat Sabatini. He's a future champion. All right. Well, people in the live chat pointed out there's no blood on the blade. So good. Good prop. Anyway, I, wipe it I mean, I wipe it. I'm not sad. <laughs> Sanitary. Don't you guys know that when you blood rust blades, you should know that. Well, so I do not. Uh, I have Emmers winning. He is my pick. I don't like him at $8,300 because I do think it's a close fight. And really, I'm basing this on Emmers' wrestling background. <laughs> wow, it got worse. Emmers' is that the same finger? Yeah, it's bleeding. <laughs> Um, Emers's background, Emers's is, uh, he does have a background in wrestling. So I'm, I'm basing his takedown D I'm taking his takedown defense, adding in his superior striking. And that's how I'm getting to the win. But Pat Sabatini, if he's relentless with those takedowns, mix in the striking. Well, he could win this fight. It's not a terrible dog. Look at you pretending you're hurt. The monkey knife fight line is interesting. How do you, uh, it's a high, I think it's a high line. It is it high. high. I would play less, less. Even, I think that this probably, I have inside the distance for Sabatini because I think he finds way to the, get to the ground and submits him eventually. Um, but even if it goes long, I, I still think that's less less because I think this is I think it's a lot of Pat Sabatini working for shots and, and and grinding for shots and eventually getting one. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if I like the more more or the less less. It can go either way. I mean, they can go at it for three rounds, or they could play on the outside, or there could be a stoppage. I, I, this might be a line that I will wait to see if it ends up moving. Um, there's probably a bunch of fun prop bets. I, I think I'm going to grab a Jamal Emmers wins by stoppage decision is no action because I don't think Pat Sabatini would put him away. I think if Pat Sabatini wins, he'll just grind it out. So uh, that's a bet that I like. We want picks.com slash bets. I have, so I have a, and just, you know, I, you, you'll see our betting video eventually, but I have a money line and inside the distance and submission win for Sabatini. Well, you're all over Pat Sabatini. Well, this will be an interesting one for sure. Like I said, I'm I'm banking on takedown defense here, but we'll see what happens. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have JJ Aldritz versus Vanessa Demopoulos. JJ Aldritz nine and four. She is three and two in her last five, alternating wins and losses. Vanessa Little Monster Demopoulos six and three, three and two in her last five. She's jumping in here. She also goes by, uh, what's her other name? She's got another name. She's got another first name. Crystal. You do your, what? Crystal. 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 So, um, JJ Aldridge is a decent striker with good takedowns. 
She's great on top as far as pressure is concerned. I don't think she's really working hard submissions, but when she gets on top, she has very solid pressure. Uh, she fights well within her skill set. I don't, it's funny because at this point in her career, JJ Aldrich is, is a veteran. She has eight fights in the UFC, eight. And this is Vanessa's UFC debut and she's moving up in weight. With that being said, JJ Aldridge, she does well with the skills that she has. And I think she's hyper aware of who she is and what she is. She knows she doesn't have insane power. She knows she's not the most athletic, but she's tough. She has decent striking and she gets those grinding against the cage style takedowns. And I think she'll be able to bully Demopolis here. So Demopolis is moving up in weight, as I mentioned, for this fight. 10 full pounds, almost 10% of her body weight up in this weight class because she is taking this on somewhat short notice. She has been taken down before, and I think that will be an issue for her here. She's a good striker. She likes to fight inside the pocket, but she doesn't have any real power, and moving up in weight is not going to help that situation. I think J.J. Aldridge bullies her way to a unanimous decision. What do you think? Vanessa Ryan Hall Demopoulos. She has talked before in her fights where her actually her I think her coach yells at her because in training sessions she tries to arm Minari roll or Iminari roll into heel hooks. She tried to do it in a fight that I watched. She loves the Iminari roll. She loves the heel hooks. And I believe her. I think that she's going to get this fight. It's going to be on the ground. I think she's going to submit JJ with a heel hook. This is my revenge for Ryan Hall. I almost made her my lock of the week. But are I you tried to... are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm 100 serious. She's a brown. She what have she's... you seen that shows she has any actual grappling? Because she wins by submission. What do you mean? She has three submissions. So you can't just go submission. by what tapology says. What did you watch? I watched, like, her, wow, she's I watched her get a heel hook victory. What are you talking about? So. There you go. No, I lost my train of thought. She was gonna, she's gonna be my, she's gonna be my lock of the week. But I took emotions out of it, even though she is, uh, you know, Ryan Hall reincarnated as a female. Uh, I like her to win. She's in my lineup. So you, I can't believe you put her in your line. In your lineup. So listen, I, I think the the short notice, the size issue, and JJ Aldridge is gonna be much bigger, bullyish. It's Vanessa's or Crystal's UFC I debut. Put a, uh, I put a bet on her too for a uh, win by sub. Jeez. Well, it's going to be a fun live stream on Saturday, guys. So I do not agree with that pick. With that being said, I think there's probably money to be made with Monkey Knife Fight. I like the less, less. I think JJ Aldridge is the bully here. And she sort of smothers, takes away a lot of the striking 67, 74. That's high. I think she'll get smothered. Even if it goes a distance, I don't think they'll get that many strikes off. What do you think? I mean, you think uh, she's going to stop, so. Yeah, less or less probably. All right. Well, my pick, J.J. Aldrich, Jacobs, we're, we're, we're heads up in the last two. This is not a good sign for you. Usually, usually in these situations. Um, Bet-wise, I, I don't have a bet on this fight. I, I probably will not bet. It sounds like you have a few, so check out the betting guide or go to wewantpicks.com slash bets. Grab yourself a promo and a prop. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have a Dustin Jacoby versus Darren Stewart. We have broken down Dustin before. Dustin is 14 and 5 overall. He is 4 0 and 1 in his last five. He is a professional kickboxer. Darren Stewart, 12 and 7 overall, with a wild record in his last five fights. He is Three, one, and one in his last five. His last two fights were against Eric Anders, 
one with the insane, I think it was a no contest, right? Because the illegal knee. And the other was actually a pretty wild drag him out war. Uh, Dustin Jacoby is a professional Muay Thai striker. And uh, MMA and Muay Thai are very different. We just saw, we picked against, what the hell was her name? What's that? Just last week, we picked uh, Nunez to knock out, what was her name? Eh, who knows? She's a Bea Malecki. We picked Nunez to knock out Bea Malecki. Bea Malecki was also a professional Muay Thai fighter. But styles make fights. Uh, although Dustin is a Muay Thai fighter and this is an MMA fight, he is far more experienced in MMA than Bea Malecki was in some of the other sort of transplants. Dustin Jacoby will also be the much bigger fighter here. Darren Stewart is... Not as big, honestly. Uh, Darren Stewart has legit power, but not the same crisp technique as Dustin Jacoby. He's moving up in weight, so he's just not going to be as big. It's that simple. He's moving up in weight, and he's had those two fights with Eric Honors. We've seen Stewart's chin fail him in the past, and I don't think Dustin Jacoby is the type of guy where you really want to test your chin. He has been able to take that Muay Thai striking, adapt it to MMA, and he is doing Really, really well. I absolutely love Dustin Jacoby in general. I love him in this fight. He is in my DraftKings lineup, and I have an inside-the-distance bet on him. I'm all over Dustin Jacoby. What are your thoughts? If I could have a backup lock of the week, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I like, I actually like I'm just Jacoby. Boot you. I actually like Jacoby in this matchup as well. I, I think the the thing that's going to determine this fight is who is able to dictate the pressure, right? Because if Darren is marching forward and gets Jacoby on the uh, his back against the fence, I think he has he has some real success because he does have some real straight line power. But at the, at the same time, I spit my tongue. At the same time, um, Jacoby he pushes. Blood. If he pushes uh, Darren Stewart against a fence, we saw what happens to Darren Stewart because uh, Eric Anders did that the, f the first fight and was actually just demoralizing Darren Stewart before the legal knee. And it really wasn't that hard of a legal knee. I think Darren Stewart, to me, kind of took the easy way out. Most people, I mean, he hit the knee through the, through the hand. He knew he was losing that fight. He was going to lose that fight. So he just kind of took the easy way out and said, I, I can't compete anymore. I think the doctor ended up stopping it because he said something was going on or whatever. But most fighters do not tell the doctor anything like okay give me a few minutes i'm good to go i think he was looking for the easy way out i think jacoby comes uh just pressures all over him um in this fight and it, it ends up winning so and i also love J dustin jacoby for fight iq too because this guy knows how to steal rounds um he, he knows how to either get the get the last strike or or shoot that last takedown or or do what he needs to do in a close fight he understands where he's at in a fight and knows how to steal rounds i think that this could be kind of a boring decision that that Jacoby ends up winning in the last minute of each round. So um, I uh, I like J Jacoby in this matchup as well. Yeah, I mean, um, so we're both on on Jacoby eighty eight hundred dollars. It's a lot of money, but I think it's a fair price to pay. Like I said, Derek Stewart's Darren Stewart is moving up in weight. Darren Stewart's not on a, a great little streak lately. We've seen him lose two in a row. One of them he was flate basically knocked out. And then, you know, like you said, I don't want to say he took the easy way out because I didn't get hit in the head like he did. But um, I've been hit you know, in the head and I got right I, back up. I like Dustin here. And I mentioned I have an inside the distance better. I think I do. I have the notes that I did. I'll have to check my, my bet online account to see if I actually place it. But I have the notes to place it if I didn't already. Um, which means I like the less, less on Monkey Knife Fight. I think it's either Dustin piecing up Darren. And if he's not piecing him up, it's because Darren is sort of bouncing around, staying on the outside, and uh, it'll be a lower volume. 84, 72, that seems high for a couple of big strikers like this. 
with stoppage power. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby comes in and uses um, some of his wrestling as well. He's got he's got decent takedowns. He has pretty good takedown defense, which, you know, Darren's got good takedowns as well. But I think that his takedowns are better than than Darren's uh, or his yeah, takedowns are better than Darren's takedown defense. I wouldn't be surprised if there's grappling in this as well. Like I said, Dustin, if he knows he's behind in a round, he shoots a takedown to win the round. Um, so I definitely uh, like that less, less play. Well, and that's how Darren Stewart just lost his last fight, right? He was taken down and he was controlled there. So, yeah, I think uh, Dustin's a good pick. I think he's a good DraftKing uh, play. And I like the less, less a monkey knife fight. I have notes to grab if I didn't already grab. I don't have it up my screen. A um, inside the distance on Dustin. Uh, I, I like him that much here. That's bold. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have Wellington Terman versus Smiling Sam Alvey. Wellington Terman is 16 and 5 overall, 2 and 3 in his last five. Sam Alvey is 33 and 15, and I'm pretty sure he's 0 and 15 in his last 15. He is not on a great streak. Well, I'm looking at it right now. His last win is 1983. So. <laughs> he gets more chances than most, honestly. And I think it's because he is fun to watch. He's a gamer. Like, he's never in a boring fight. And, you know, the UFC likes to use him. In this case, I think they're using him to get Wellington Terman back on track. Wellington Terman was a guy who came into the UFC – a pretty highly touted prospect, hit a little bit of a skid, and I think they're like, okay, here's Sam Alvey. If you beat him, great. You beat him. He's an actual veteran at this point. He possesses actual power in his hands. You beat Sam Alvey, let's build you back up. You lose to Sam Alvey, you're just not ready for the UFC. And that's the matchup here. Um, let's do the quick breakdown here. Sam Alvey, as I mentioned, he has a really long leash with the UFC. Uh, he's on a pretty bad losing skid right now. This absolutely has to be his last opportunity. If he loses this fight, there's just no possible way he's going to fight again. That would be insane. But he does have deceiving power. When he's out there and you're watching him fight, he does not look like a guy that has power. He does have power in his hands, and he has very, very unorthodox striking. He can put you away with one of his weird, from the hip, out of nowhere looping shots. Uh, and he'll always be in a fight because he is very tough. He is always throwing that. And he is always smiling, hence the nickname. Um, Wellington, I have to imagine, is very aware of Sam's power and will be looking for a takedown. Our buddy Dan Kramer, he's not with us. He went from that ridiculous hike to now he's on some work trip somewhere. He was just in Connecticut training with Glover, hanging out, and trained with Wellington. Wellington is with Glover. They all train together for the weekend. And the feedback from Dan was, Wellington's good. He feels really good in his feet. He's very solid. His grappling, we all knew, was very good. And Wellington feels good. And when you're going into a fight against Sam Alvey, feeling as good as he felt, Dan saw his training, literally felt it. He trained with him. Dan likes Wellington in this fight. Uh, Wellington has uh, very slick on the ground, very good BJJ black belt. He is always looking for a finish. He's not a position guy. He's always looking to get it done. So, you know, Dan felt it firsthand, picked Wellington. With that being said, Sam Alvey is much more live than people think. The odds makers are on to it at, at only plus 130. But I see a lot of people just, you know, want to add another loss to Sam Alvey's streak. So Wellington's the pick. I think Sam Alvey is, you know, it's a little tougher than people give him credit for. But what do you think? 
Yeah, and, and and two of those his last three losses are split decisions. One's a, I mean, one's a draw, wasn't even a loss, and the other one is that Ryan Spain, which is a wild, wild fight. Sam Alvey is tough, man, but I a hundred percent completely agree with you that the UFC is basically saying here, here is a guy that's probably not going to knock you out. Please just take him down and submit him so we can get you going um, in the right direction. I think his nickname was even the protege. Um, he came in with all this hype. And the only thing that really worries me about this was he was knocked out cold. Um, and that was only two months ago. It wasn't, he got, he, it was on the ground. Usually that's a TKO. People are kind of covered up. The ref stops it, but he was knocked out like flatline while he was on his back. Um, and that was only two months ago. So we'll see how his chin holds up. If he's a little hesitant, because if you get hesitant against Sam Alvey, he is a good fighter. I mean, he's on this, he's on this streak, but like you said, he's got, he's still got a little bit of power in his hands. If he catches you in the right spot, he's probably going to drop you. So, um, but I agree. This is what the UFC playing saying, just saying, please, Wellington, just, just please beat this guy. Um, not that they have anything against Sam. It's just, they know it's going to be a fun fight, a hittable guy, um, that Wellington can kind of show out for. So I think Wellington definitely should win this fight. But if Sam Alvey just eats shots for two and a half rounds and then finds a way to win, I'm not going to be surprised at all. So I stayed away from this fight, but my official pick, I guess, would be uh, would be Wellington. Yeah, I think it's closer than uh, people are giving credit for. But yeah, Wellington, let's put it this way. There is a, a clear path to victory for Wellington, a very clear path. He doesn't need to stand and bang. He has had fights in, his, in the past, right? He's coming off two knockout losses. He didn't really grapple. He was striking, was probably too comfortable striking, and he must be aware at this point. I mean, he's training with Glover. Glover is has incredible fight IQ. He's one of the most realistic people on the planet. He's definitely talking to him saying, you need to shoot takedowns. You're amazing at wrestling. Use your – or uh, at jiu-jitsu. Use your jiu-jitsu. He's got a very clear path to victory here. I think he takes it. I think he gets it done. I'm not spending the $8,400. I'm not gonna grab um I'm not gonna grab a money line bet, but I might do the under on rounds because I don't think this sees a decision. Uh, I mean, I think Wellington either gets knocked out or submits Sam. And that's it's that simple. I don't really see a decision here. Um, Sam Alvey knows how to lose. Either way, I do think the less less on monkey knife fight is solid, and I'm starting to feel weird because I've said a lot of less lesses here, but I think the less less. Might be a good pick. What do you think? It's That's a low a line. That's it's a tough it's, one too because it's right in the Sam, middle. Because Sam is so hittable, but he's also he, he'll return shots as well. So he'll mm -hmm. eat a, an elbow on the chin and then throw like three you know stupid shots coming back at you. And one and of them's terrible. Yeah, one of them's powerful. So and he is very durable. The only thing that, like you said, if the grappling comes into play, so this is a this is a real close. So I, it, me, if I'm playing it, I'd stay away from this one or wait to see what the line moves to uh, later in the week. Yeah, that's probably the, the safer play. Wait for the line to move. Weonpicks.com. Grab yourself a promo. Get yourself some free money. Play a line. Give us some advice. Let you know what you're going to do. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have Alessio De Chirico. He's the actual one from Italy. And Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Alessio is 13 and 5 overall, only 2 and 3 in his last five. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, 10-4 overall, riding a three-fight losing streak. Abdul, very powerful puncher. He tends to headhunt. We talked a lot about headhunting in our live stream last week. Uh, but uh, Al-Hassan, powerful striker. He tends to headhunt when he's looking for a lockout. He does have high-level judo. 
he just got so comfortable striking and he had so much success striking, he sort of abandoned his judo. His path to victory here is absolutely go back to your judo roots and use your judo. It is a very clear path to me. And I hope at this point, he is a veteran on a three-fight skid. He recognizes that and he goes back to that. The problem is Alessio is a very good kickboxer. He has really nice high kicks. He's very versatile. And Abdul may get sucked into a striking match. He loves to strike. We know for a fact he fell in love with the striking. He's had success with it in the past. I am sure he will touch Alessio here. And he might just be too excited to continue to strike and not go to the judo, not get it to the ground, not hold him against the cage, get a trip, get a throw, work his grappling. But Alessio, as I mentioned, very good kickboxer, really nice high kicks. He's very versatile in his striking. Uh, if he keeps this on his feet, there's just no way he's going to lose. He has good forward pressure, and I just see him getting it done if he keeps it on his feet. But I have to assume that a 10-4 and four veteran, a 14-fight veteran who has had as many fights as he's had in the UFC will make the adjustments needed, grapple, and, and get a win here. It's Alessio's the pick, but I do have Al Hassan in my DraftKings lineup. Seventy three hundred dollars. I'm just I'm just hoping and praying he's going to use his judo, which is a pretty clear path. I mean, Alessio's a good kickboxer, but there's holes when it comes to the grappling. What do you think? Yeah, Abdul is a actually pretty good value at seventy three hundred dollars because when he wins, it's never been outside the first round, so it's going to be a million points. He literally has never won outside the first round. Um, but last fight, he was a. I want you. We did a breakdown of his last fight, and I kind of compared him to uh, Cody Garbrandt because once he sees red, man, yeah. he just goes at it. And that's I think you were kind of alluding to. That's going to be a problem against Alessio because he is more of a counter puncher, a counter kicker. He's got the great kicks, like you mentioned. He just kind of will pull and pull and pull people in. And Abdul will see that. He'll see red and he'll come flying. But if you also watch that last breakdown we did. He was a huge, I think he was the biggest favorite on the card versus Jacob Malkin. Um, but I picked Jacob Malkin. So, I mean, he was my backup lock of the week that week. So, um, backup lock of the week. So, listen, if you're going to place a bet, I think that a first round TKO KO for Abdul is probably a good bet because he's got 10 of them. Um, but Alessio probably should win this fight, I think think it's it's just such a toss when you have someone with that much power it's so hard to pick so that's why i don't have either one of these guys in my lineup i can see why you did the seventy three hundred dollars with abdul and also i don't know if you saw his uh alessio's kind of italian fire come out after his last win or was that his usc debut his last win they were interviewing him and he said listen guys i don't want to do this interview because i don't think it's right that you only interviews winners there's two people to the fight you need to interview the winners and the losers i'm out of here and he left <laughs> It's like what you want if you if you just lost a fight you want to go up there and talk to me I mean some people do but it's like that's kind of a weird uh, stance to take but it was interesting he's so I a like freedom, a, he's a freedom fighter yeah. but um you know uh, the the reason I went and we'll do our full DraftKings breakdown after this the reason I went with Abdul is I only had like seventy five hundred dollars left and the choice of fighters he is the only one in that sort of price area that I absolutely think will get it done. Or can get it done. Everybody else, I mean, this card, I, the favorites are the favorites for a reason. This is probably one of the most straightforward cards we've seen in a long time. You remember three, four weeks ago when only favorites won? And then the week after that, we're like only underdogs won. 
I think we're back on the on the favorites in this card. There's a few live underdogs. Pat Sabatini's a live underdog. Um, we'll we'll talk about another one in a minute. But um, that's why I have I have Abdul in my lineup. I might switch it out. But as far as underdogs are concerned, especially two to one underdogs, seventy three hundred dollar underdogs, he's 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 probably closest, um, you know, or the most live, if you will. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight. I'm gonna go more more. I think I'm gonna go more more because that's tough. Because, like you said, every single one of Abdul's wins is in the first round. Which 48 strikes in one round is not. And I don't, really I don't think unless he was a big uh, volume guy, he's kind of a counter. He's kind of a counter guy. So Abdul will have to put that pressure on him and not get knocked out in the process. Which is, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't know what I would play there. That's another tough one. Yeah, that's a tough line. It's like literally right in the middle. That's a tough line. Uh, I'll probably leave that one alone too. I hate leaving monkey knife fight lines alone. Because uh, well, we just, I mean, we can just wait and see what what everyone else does and look reassess it on uh, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. That's the responsible move. And I guess when Dan's not here, we might as well be responsible. There's no reason to be filthy degenerates. But I do like what you're saying—a first round stoppage prop for Abdul. I mean, you're right. He has ten of them. Why not get yourself some plus God knows what plus thousand plus twelve hundred odds on yeah, that? I wouldn't be that much. Throw a quarter of a unit on it. Well, he's he's plus two hundred just to win. First round win. I know, but all his wins are first round. So yeah, he's probably plus, plus six, seven, eight. Like yeah. Well, we own picks.com for the bets. We own picks.com slash MKF for Monkey Knife Fight. Both of them have free money deposit matches. Grab yourself some free money and go play or bet. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have the main card opener. We have Mahmoud Muradov versus Gerald Mearshart. This is another massive, massive favorite. We have three massive favorites on this card. This is one of them. Jared Mearshart. <laughs> it's like, I want to say like Meerkat, like the little. Anyway. Like Gerald, the little what? Can you do that again? Uh, Mir, uh, Gerald Mearshart is a very good grappler. He is always live for a sub. He is not very good on his feet at all. His biggest issue here is he doesn't have offensive wrestling. So his path is get it on the ground and you will dominate 90-something percent of people. The problem is he's not great on his feet and he can't really make it go to the ground. He sort of relies on other people to try to take him down. He relies on pretty sloppy takedowns. He doesn't have the offensive wrestling to dictate, and that's why the odds makers did what they did with this line. Muradov is a very good boxer who also mixes in kicks. He has really solid fundamentals. He is very, very clean with his technique. I mean, he is a very high-level boxer in this fight. Um, he has really good takedown defense, and even if it gets taken down, which has just not happened yet in the UFC, nobody has taken him down. But even if he gets taken down, we had to go to non-UFC fights to find that. Uh, he is capable enough to survive. I think he can survive Mearshart if he gets taken down. We have not seen him taken down in the UFC before. He hasn't exactly fought, you know, Olympic-level wrestlers or anything. But I just – Mearshart's takedowns have to be about as effective as yours. I think Muradov wins this fight. Yeah, I said it. I think he wins this fight. I think he's worth the $9,300. I spent it. And, uh, I mean, the odds makers were on to this, and I think they're right. I just – 
if if Mearshart had some wrestling, it'd be different. He just doesn't. What are your thoughts? Gerald? Oh no. Mearshart is the poor man's Michael Chiesa. That's I mean, that's all it comes down to. He's basically Michael Chiesa without the wrestling, like you mentioned. He has a million submissions, but like you said, he just struggles to get the, that fight there. And I, I don't think he'll ever recover from that Shimiev uh knockout because he thought for sure he was gonna win and just absolutely got demolished. Um, the only thing that worries about me, and I honestly think I think this is a Murata for Muradov. I think this is the last kind of test fighter that the UFC is going to give him as far as, okay, we've given you strikers, we've given you this guy, we've given you this guy. Let's put you against a, a submission guy and see what happens. I, I think he's going to run through Gerald and finally get a top 15, maybe even a top 10 guy um, at that point because I think he's the real deal. The only thing that I would worry about is if he is too worried about the submissions because he's not really a jiu-jitsu guy. Um, so sometimes when you're against somebody that's so good at jujitsu, you can be a little defensive and you're not on your game plan. But I think he's got the championship mentality. He's got a ton of experience. This isn't a guy that's 7-0, 6-0, whatever. He's got a ton of experience. I think he comes in, puts the pressure on Gerald, and, and absolutely just TKOs him, KOs him. Um, so I have him in my lineup as well. Uh, I think he's a he's the big favorite, but he's he's definitely worth it. And $9,300, I still think, is pretty good value for for his uh, abilities and capabilities. So. Yeah, and and so here are my choices with DraftKings. I spent the ninety three hundred dollars on Murdov. I could have spent only nine thousand on Mana Martinez, and gotten three hundred more bucks. Then all of a sudden, I don't need uh, Abdul Razak in my lineup. The problem is, yeah, you know, I told you, Mar Mar Mana Martinez's coach just died, and Murdov. I, I just think Murdov is just so much better here, right? Like I. I don't see him getting taken down. How is he going to get taken down? Right? Mearshart can't take anybody down. He's going to take down Murdov, who has never been taken down in the UFC. Granted, he hasn't fought high-level wrestlers, but this is pretty one-sided. Um, I, I can't imagine there's too many people outside of the Mearshart family on that side of this pick. With that being said, there is some money to be made here. You can grab yourself a uh, first and second round stoppage for Murdov. Get yourself some... Uh, decent odds there if you want to do that bet. Or Monkey Knife Fight, you can almost triple your money with a win. I think Murdov is a knockout Kings kind of guy. Ooh, this little, might be little foreshadowing. Week. A little foreshadowing. This might be the week where I take two people for knockout Kings. If you don't know what knockout Kings is, go to weonpicks.com slash MKF. Grab yourself a promo. Log in the Monkey Knife Fight. Then you can grab any three fighters you want. And if one of them wins by knockout, you get 25% back or 25% profit. If two of them win, I forget what the odds are, but it's much more, I don't know, is it double? I forget what it is. Go check it out. 100% if you put Murdov in your lockup, in your uh, knockout okay. Kings lineup, whatever you want to call that, you'll you'll get your 25% profit. You want to grab somebody else, gamble with two instead of one, get some even uh, even better odds there. What do you think here? What would you do to make money? Stoppage? Monkey Knife Fight? Yeah, I would look at the... I haven't looked at them, but I would probably look at the Muradov uh, stoppages for a second. Maybe even play third, too, because Gerald's tough. I mean, he has the experience, so he, he's not stupid. He's not going to come in chin up um, looking for strikes, so he's going to play this patient, and it's going to might go into the later rounds, but I definitely think that Muradov is going to get the job done. So definitely some sort of inside the distance for Muradov. Yep. I mean, Mearshart will always be live for a submission. Always. But unless you're trying to take him down, he doesn't really have uh, he doesn't have much to offer, and Murdov is not going to be initiating any takedowns. So Murdov is our pick. 
He's in my lineup that you didn't mention. Is he in yours? 9,300 bucks? He is in my lineup, yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome to puberty. Let's move on to the next fight. Next up. Oh, great graphics. Look at those. Really, yeah. Great work there. I wow. told you, I texted you that the graphics this week are rough because it's Ooh. a lot of these, a lot Look of drops. Michael go, man. A lot of ultimate fighter people that don't have like he might drop pictures a yet. for like defamation after that image. I don't know. I mean, this is a, this is a rough image. This is a, this is a, dude, not only is this a rough graphic that I put together, it took me a good 40 minutes to do the Michael Gilmore graphic. Like literally 40 minutes to remove the background. And then I tried to touch it up and you can still see like the referee's hand. It, it's, is it's that cauliflower right. ear? What's going on with that? Uh, it's, I don't know actually why okay. it looks like that because I really tried to edit that out and couldn't. I didn't see that in my research. It's, it's rough. Anyway, next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have Andre Petrosky versus Michael, even though it's spelled backwards. I spelled it correctly on the screen, but it's actually M-I-C-H-E-A-L Gilmore. Wow. Uh, you're right. Uh, these tough matchups are interesting, tough as in the Ultimate Fighter, because we've seen a lot of these people fight each other or fight other people on the card, and there's a lot of overlap here. So Petrovsky's a very good wrestler with great takedowns. His stand-up is just okay, but his wrestling is so dominant that it doesn't always matter what his stand-up looks like. Andre should win here, honestly. He should be able to use his wrestling to get it done, but we did see him lose to Brian Battle, who is fighting on the card later. Uh, because he did not set up his takedowns well enough. His takedowns were sort of obvious and spotted from a mile away or not very effective. Um, and that could be a problem here as well because Michael Gilmore, uh, he is taking this on short notice, but he's 100% all in on his fighting career. Um, he's the better striker in this fight for sure. He has solid leg kicks, solid power. I mean, Petrovsky should win. Wrestle and you'll win. Wrestle and you'll win. That simple. But... If he doesn't set up his takedowns like he didn't in the other fights, then, you know, Gilmore may catch him. Gilmore's got power. Gilmore's got good stand-up. Uh, and Gilmore could be a problem here. Um, so this is interesting. This is, a you know, a lot of these tough fights are interesting. I have to side with the wrestler. I think the odds are wide. I don't think he should be a three-to-one favorite, Petrosky. I know it's short notice. I know he has really good wrestling. But still, I mean, he's got six fights. We're not talking about a dude with a long, established career. He's coming off a loss. So either way, Petrovsky's the pick. The path to victory is very clear, but we've seen him muddle that path in the past. What do you think? I did. It feels very weird because like my notes, it's like you're reading off my notes, honestly. I mean, I agree 100% that Andre should literally probably dominate this fight. But I have literally written in my notes, be the boring guy. Listen, just shoot takedowns. You don't have to be the flashy guy. Grind out, get the win, get the submission, go on and fight another day. Because when this dude starts throwing Andre, he throws the most telegraph looping shots. But he just you can tell he loves throwing them because he has power if he lands it. But they're just such telegraph shots. And Michael, when he comes forward, he throws bombs man and if he lands one of those shots if andre just messes around for one exchange and michael just comes charging forward and lands a shot he's gonna find himself some real real trouble because i think michael's honestly i think his wrestling is underrated he's got takedowns of his own i think he's got decent takedown offense so if andre starts getting frustrated if he can't get those takedowns as easy as he'd like and wants to exchange he could find himself in some real 
real trouble against Michael because he is no slouch. So he should win this fight, but he just got to be boring, man. He just got to shoot those takedowns. You you nailed it exactly right. Just shoot the takedowns, get it to the ground, get your submission win, and move on to the next one where you have more training camp to improve your striking. Um, just just pile up your wins, man. Just be boring. So I stayed away from this because I think Michael, like as you alluded to, is a lot more live than the the two forty um, says. But uh, Andre should win this fight. Well, I already have a bet on this fight. I did the over on rounds. The round line is at one and a half. I think this absolutely goes past one and a half. I mean, I think Petrosky wins. He should win with his wrestling if that's the path he chooses to go. But let's keep in mind, these are pretty inexperienced guys. I mean, five and one, six and three. Neither one of them have 10 fights in their entire pro career. I just, you know, I, I, I do not see this being an absolute blowout. The odds makers do. Um, or if it is a blowout, it'll be a one-sided wrestling match. Um, so I think this goes over one and a half rounds. I already put money on that. We on picks.com slash bets. I hit that line. I did the over. The line is set at one and a half. I love doing overs on one and a half. Uh, I went one and one with that last week because William Knight had all the power. We thought he would, but I thought it would last a little longer. What the hell are you doing? Sorry. It's like my camera's like blue. Okay, well, I mean, it's probably reacting to all the blood from earlier. Either way, Petrosky is both of our pick. I bet the overrun rounds we on picks.com slash bets. What's your monkey knife fight play? More? All these are so, man, these are like. The, the lines are getting better and better. And we're getting better too. You're watching. It's annoying. Yeah, especially. Be, be worse. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Be I'm worse. Come on, man. Um, if you could just like 100, 100 on this, we'd all feel better about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it is so tough because Andre could easily just take him down, submit him easy. Michael could land a shot easy. No, neither one of these guys are like real crisp strikers. So, I, I mean, less, less might be the play. But usually when you get two guys that aren't like the, the best strikers. Yeah, they just, it's just, a sloppy mess. Log yeah. it out. So, it's a, it's such a tough play. So It's probably, probably more. I mean, 31 is a very low number. It's probably yeah, more and more. I, I'd like the more for him. It just, Andre, if he just take down, take down. If he just grind and take down, so that 51 is going to be tough to hit. Well, maybe he'll pepper on top. So, uh, yeah, this is hard. Chris, I'll probably do a monkey knife fight breakdown with Chris tomorrow. If you haven't seen any of that stuff, Chris sets the lines. He's the guy. He makes up these numbers. He does the math. He comes up with them. I've been doing on Wednesdays videos with him where he walks through a few of his lines, how he got there, and what he thinks about it, and then I get my pick. So, We'll ask him about, uh, hey, Chris, how did you get so freaking good at this? Because these slides are hard as hell this week. Especially, oh, look, there he is. Yeah, I see him in the chat now. Especially this is a week where I was hoping that, that he'd be way off because, oh, there's some tough guys on here. There's no real stats. But uh, these lines are tough, man. I don't know what I'm going to do here. More and more is probably the play, but this is a uh, tough line for sure. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have what I think is the most interesting fight of the night. Not the best, not the most exciting, just the most interesting. We have Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez. Kevin Lee, 18 and 6 overall, only 2 and 3 in his last five. Daniel Rodriguez, 15 and 2 overall, 4 and 1 in his last five, and sort of define the odds, right? He's been an underdog a few times, and he's come out and he's won those fights. Kevin Lee, man, that dude has had a very rough road. He has had injury after injury. I think he had COVID at one point. 
Uh, he's got two completely blown out, miserable knees, and he is now moving up in weight. Kevin Lee is like the most unknown veteran, if that makes any sense. If you look at his record, he has fought everybody, including the current champion. And yet he's just never really in title contention. He's just never there. He's almost almost there, then loses the big one. Almost there, loses the big one. And again, he's been plagued with injuries. So Kevin Lee has had a really, really rough load road. He's coming off a loss to Charles Oliveira, uh, which was bad, but in hindsight, all right. Well, look, well, look who's the champ now, right? It's so, Charles. Uh, it's Charles. He's the champ. Okay. Uh, he's fought every single person in the division. His boxing is pretty good, uh, but he's definitely a grappler. He shines in the grappling. He does have veteran savvy. The bonus of fighting all of these uh, top-ranked guys in the world, even if you're losing, is the veteran savvy. And he does have that. Cardio can be an issue for him at times. Maybe moving up to welterweight, because he is moving up a weight class here, could help. But I imagine he's moving up in weight because his knees are a disaster. And it's probably hard for him to do the running and, and all of that hard cardio to keep his weight down. So I think he's coming up in weight because his body is beat up, man. He This poor guy has had injury after injury, and they're, they've all been significant. Daniel Rodriguez is a very, very good boxer. He picks his shot, his shots really, really well. Uh, he has good takedown defense. He doesn't have much to offer as far as a grappler is concerned, but he hasn't really needed it, and it may not matter in this fight. Um, his boxing is so crisp. His cardio is on point, mostly because he picks his shots, right? He doesn't come out hammering away and leaning on his cardio. He picks his shot. His boxing is clean, so he doesn't necessarily gas out. Uh, I think, I think... Daniel Rodriguez will outpoint a very frustrated Kevin Lee in this fight. I know a lot of people are on Daniel Rodriguez, and that actually makes me a little nervous. And even before we started this live stream, the chat was was plentiful with people picking Daniel Rodriguez. So it makes me nervous that I'm picking him, but I, I think his takedown defense is good enough. His boxing IQ is very good. His cardio is good enough. I think he stays away from the much smaller in this fight Kevin Lee, I know you're a Kevin Lee guy. What do you think? Yeah, you alluded to my uh, Kevin Lee fondness. I, I think I'm the only person in the world that actually likes Kevin Lee as a fighter. For whatever, for whatever reason, it feels like everyone just hates Kevin Lee. I'm, I'm not sure why. He is kind of a douchebag, and he lost some fights he probably shouldn't have shouldn't have lost. But I'm really excited to see him at, at welterweight. That lightweight was a real tough cut for him. He was he was really you could tell he was really drained at the end of some of those fights. Um, so I honestly think that this move to welterweight is going to be kind of like the Michael Chiesa move. I think he's going to find some real success here, and I think it's going to start with this fight. Listen, I love Daniel Rodriguez. He's been the underdog. He's won as the underdog. Um, everyone everyone leading up to this fight was like, Daniel Rodriguez is going to be locked a week. Daniel Rodriguez is going to be locked a week. He's going to be locked a week. It does seem like it's the easy pick against Kevin Lee, but Kevin Lee honestly is like one of the most talented dudes in the UFC, like period, I think. He, his talent is off the charts. He just hasn't really been able to put it together in certain fights. I really think that the weight cut has been an issue. I think the move to welterweight, we're really going to see the true Kevin Lee. If, if he can't get this fight to the ground and submit or TKO Daniel Rodriguez, then I then he, he's not what I thought he was for sure. But I think he's able to do that. I, I like Kevin Lee in this fight. Um, not enough to put him in my lineup, 
Um, actually kind of surprised that he is a, a 150 favorite given what he's done in the past and given how good that Rodriguez has looked. Um, so I, I don't like the $8,500 price point on him, um, but I think he finds a way to, to get to the ground and get, and get to win. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I open this with this is the most interesting fight on the card. I'm I'm really intrigued by this fight. I mean, Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee, he has two bad knees, straight up, two bad knees. He's the smaller guy moving up, but Kevin Lee is the more well-rounded fighter here. He has more ways to win. I mean, his hands, he's capable. He's not as good, but he's capable on his feet for sure. He can definitely grapple, and he shines on the ground. Daniel Rodriguez is a boxer who has some takedown defense. I mean, he's not. And, and just and just to mention the takedown defense, Mike Perry took him down twice. Yeah, but Mike Perry is put, put you're hundred percent correct. But Mike Perry is freak strong that it will make up for poor technique. He'll literally Mike, just Mike Perry is an undersized welterweight. He's an under. It doesn't a, matter. He's so freak strong. It doesn't matter. But I listen. I hear you. I'm not. You look at Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's not that strong. I mean, he's pretty strong. The only issue is he's You're had, going like, off pictures. Kevin Lee has had like staph infection on his chest for like five years. So we'll see if he's gotten rid of that. But well, either way, I mean, this is this is an interesting fight for a reason. I'm not, I'm I think Daniel Rodriguez wins because how beat up Kevin Lee is, because Kevin Lee is moving up in weight. I don't think Daniel Rodriguez beats a healthy, appropriately sized Kevin Lee. I mean, I, I don't think he does. Kevin Lee has more ways to win. He's competent on his feet. He can wrestle. He can grapple. And he has and one of the best. He has one of the best KOs of all time against Gregor Gillespie. That was yeah. that head kick was the sound of that echoing was just like conk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I listen. I have Daniel Rodriguez here, but it's a very cautious pick. I'm not in the uh, oh the the odds makers got this wrong. They're crazy. How could they do that? I I I actually think these odds are correct. I'm just picking Daniel Rodriguez. For all the reasons that I mentioned, if you take healthy Kevin, healthy Daniel, they're the same size. I think Kevin wins, but that is not the matchup that we have here. And uh, styles make fights. Matchup makes fights. Dan Rodriguez is in my lineup, 7,700. I would have preferred to spend less than that, but I do have him in my lineup. I have him in the, you know, under $8,000 mark. And uh, I, I have no idea what to do with this monkey knife fight line. Probably... Probably less, less, honestly, because if Kevin Lee takes him down, I think Daniel Rodriguez is going to have some problems. If it stays standing for that long, Kevin Lee's going to have some problems. So I think less, less is the play. What do you think? Yeah, I'm looking at the Even in a four-round fight against Dos Anjos, Kevin Lee had 40 total strikes. He lost in the fourth. He got submitted in the fourth round, but um, that was only 40 total strikes. This would be a little bit different. I could see him standing and banging with, with Daniel and trying to show off um, the, the move to middle or the move to welterweight, maybe trying to show off his power. I could see this going like a kind of a three round war, um, and more and more. So I would probably play the more and more on this. I don't think I think Kevin Lee his path to victory is takedowns, and he might be one of those where he just kind of gets a takedown at the end of rounds to try and steal rounds, but the rest of the time he wants to stand and bang and kind of prove himself because he is a pretty proud guy, he's a pretty confident, proud guy. So, um, I, I play the more and more here, I think. Well, it's it's funny because uh, I have my notes, so I do all my research, I watch my tape, I take my notes, I do all that crap, and I have a spreadsheet, uh, I have the fighters' names, I have the notes on each fighter, I have DraftKings, yes or no, then Monkey Knife Fight, more or less, whatever, what bets I have in my pick. I had less, less on this before I even knew what the line was. So when then when Kevin, I saw this Kevin, line, I'm like, and, me, oh. and I'll back you up on that because Kevin Lee, the last time he got over 74 and a half strikes was 2016, um, in a three round decision that he won versus 
Efrain Escudero. Oh, man, I love Efrain Escudero. He's a fighter alumni and a nurse. Wait, he a nurse? Yeah, he was the nurse. I don't remember. He was a good wrestler, ultimate fighter alumni. Anyway, we're off topic. I like the less, less. I like the less, less. I didn't play anything yet because they went live. I did the graphics. We're recording. But as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go ahead and play that. Weonpicks.com slash MKF. You get yourself a free promo. They literally give you free money on your deposit. Use the free money. Play some of these lines. Don't even use your real money. Use the free money. It's it's literally that simple. No nonsense. Grab yourself some of these lines. I'm going to grab it. Uh, and Chris, who sets these lines, are going to leave them for tonight. So if you like it, you think it's wrong, hit it now before it moves. Next up at UFC Vegas 35 and... The Ultimate Fighter 29 finale, we have an Ultimate Fighter finale. We have Ricky Tershos versus Brady Heistand. My, these names are bad. Even when I hear them announced, I, I can't remember them correctly. Anyway, Ricky is 10-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in his last five, alternating wins and losses. Brady, 5-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one in his last five. And this does not include... You know, these are these are real professional fights that we're talking about, not amateur, not exhibition. Ricky is really, really fun to watch. I mean, he has a crazy style. He moves forward with a ton of pressure, insane variety of strikes. I mean, kicks, punches, elbows, spinning. Like he, he'll just do whatever, uh, and he'll throw anything from anywhere and smile while he's doing it. I mean, he's just a fun dude to watch fighting. He enjoys it, and it it just it like brings you joy watching that dude fight. Brady Heisen is a pretty good wrestler. He scrambles well. Uh, his boxing is good enough, uh, but he'll struggle with the craziness of Ricky. I mean, Ricky's just crazy when he's in there doing whatever he wants, and Brady will struggle with that because he's a little more formulaic, right? He's relying on, if I do this, you're going to do this, and that is just not going to work with Ricky. Uh, Ricky's constant stance changes, right? Sugarfoot, orthodox, sugarfoot, orthodox, uh, and pressure will have Brady taking wrestling shots that he absolutely should not. Uh, with that said, his scrambling is good enough. He may be able to win a few of those scrambling exchanges, but listen, Ricky's the pick. Ricky's in my DraftKings lineup. I love him at $8,700. Um, I'm all over it. And in my notes, I have more more for Monkey Knife Fight. Again, before I saw the line, because I just figured these guys would go at it. Brady's durable. Ricky's crazy. Lots of pressure. This line's a little higher than I thought it was going to be. But what do you think? Yeah, pretty Ricky. I love that nickname, which I think you and I both agree is one of the best R&B groups of all time, Pretty Ricky. Uh, pretty Ricky Blue Stars is honestly one of the best albums in, in music history. If what you what guys is happening? The, what is that? Happening? Is. What's that? What, what, what's happening? You know We're Pretty Ricky? Fight. Yeah, well, I, I just had thought I think I think the whole chat will agree with me that Pretty Ricky is one of the best R&B groups of all time. Okay. But I, I agree, he's he's one that when I started watching film on him, he you you nailed it. He that dude has it's he has more fun fighting than you even have more fun watching him, and you have a ton of fun watching this dude is 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 all smiles in and out, switches stances. The only thing that kind of worries me, and I was all when I watched him, I'm like, okay, yeah, this dude is going to be in my lineup for sure. Then I started watching Brady, and I saw how good his takedowns are. And I started watching Ricky a little more closely. His offensive movement is fantastic, 
but his defensive movement is not as good as offensive movement, meaning that when Brady starts crowding him, he kind of tends to go to the wrong places when he's trying to get out of situations. And if Brady gets his hands on him, he's going to be able to get those body locks. He's going to trip him. He's parking it to the ground. And Ricky's decent on the ground with his jujitsu, but I think Brady's wrestling will be too much for him if it gets that position. I don't know if Brady can get that position, um, as you mentioned, because of, because of the movement with Ricky. So I have Ricky in my lineup. Um, I'm not quite as confident as I would like to be because I think that if Brady gets a hold of him, that this could be a completely one-sided fight for Brady as well. So I'm going to rely on Ricky's um, movement and in-and-out style and switching stances to kind of confuse Brady, as you alluded to, to be able to get the win. If he gets a win, he's not a knockout guy, but he's a volume guy. I mean, that guy is just non-stop. It's just boom, 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 boom. Um, I, I just worry a little bit about those takedowns from Brady because – uh, if he if he gets it, he's gonna he's gonna control this fight. So I have Ricky in my lineup, but I'm not loving it completely. But I think the more and more is the play here. Yeah, um, you know I, I agree. At the end of the day, like these are Ultimate Fighter. You no, know, these are guys in the Ultimate Fighter. Which I mean, Dan Kramer, the other host of this show, was on the Ultimate Fighter. We just had Dean Thomas on our show, who was on the Ultimate Fighter. And I think I they I didn't I didn't I haven't announced this yet, but they reached out to me for next year. To be on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, so. did they? Yeah. yeah so I yeah. Ultimate Fighter Make a Wish edition. Right. So either way, uh, I think it should be a fight. <laughs> I think it should be a fun fight. Um, anybody who has the wrestling ability of Brady's can be a threat. Um, but I think Ricky's just too versatile, too experienced, too crazy for Brady to set up clean shots. I think he'll get frustrated um and may have some trouble. With it, or he could be a wet blanket and then we're screwed. But I do think uh, I think Ricky will win this fight. Uh, I think he'll get it done. I, I told you I had more and more in my monkey knife fight uh, column on my spreadsheet before I saw the line. It's a high line. I, I think I still like more and more. Um, so, yeah, I think I still like more and more. And, and Ricky is in my DraftKings lineup, 8700 bucks. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Next up at UFC Vegas 35 and the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale, we have the second championship fight for the Ultimate Fighter, right? To win the Ultimate Fighter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbina. Brian Battle, 5-1 and one overall, riding a four-fight win streak. Gilbert Urbina, 6-1 and one overall, and he, has, he won a fight, lost a fight, won everything before that. This is weird because Brian Battle earned his way, right? He is the actual finalist. Gilbert Urbina is stepping up. There was an injury. He lost in the semifinals, but he is stepping up and he is now getting this opportunity to become the ultimate fighter, even though he didn't necessarily earn that with a win in the semifinals. This is striker versus grappler again, essentially. So when you get to see these guys fight in the ultimate fighter house, it's interesting because they all fight each other or at least kind of all fight each other. And then they get to, uh, you know, we get to do some MMA math and figure it out from there. So uh, we've seen Gilbert lose, and he lost his last fight because of striking. He was outstruck, and that's how he lost his fight. Brian Battle is a good striker. He has good volume. He has nice head kicks. He looks to keep it standing. And he has decent takedown defense, at least what we've seen from him in the house. So it shouldn't be much of an issue. Uh, Gilbert Urbina... Again, he lost in the semifinals. He is not in the finals of the Ultimate Fighter with a win, uh, but he did step up, so good for him. 
Uh, he's a very good grappler. He's competent on his feet. But if you watch the semifinal fight, it was clear he doesn't have the striking defense and he'll get outclassed in this fight. So I think Brian Battle wins this fight. Um, and I just think striking versus grappling and the striking wins. I think it's that simple because Gilbert's grappling isn't so amazing. And we just watched a similar matchup in the semifinals that Gilbert lost. So uh, I think it's pretty clear Brian Battle will win this fight. I did two units on the Brian Battle money line. Two full units. I, 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 you, If you guys watch my bets every single week, I usually do really well. I'm up units every single week or at least pretty much even. I almost never put two units on anything. The first time I – or the last time I put two units was last week on Parker's fight to go over two rounds, which worked. And now money line on this. I never do two units on a money line. I did Tisha Torres. Actually, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about because I guess I do too. But I did one unit and then added one later. This I did. Are you I still going? Did, like, are you still going? What, what I'm still going? going. This, I saw it. I did the breakdown. I was like, Brian Battle, two units, snapped my finger, and that was the end of it. So what do you think? I refuse to make a pick. What? I, I, I Honestly, I know these guys are ultimate fighter guys, but I just don't think either one are very good. Um, and it's so tough to make a pick in, in, in this matchup. Brian Battle, you mentioned he won his last fight, but he was like getting the, not the crap beat out of him, but he was getting out grappled, out grappled the entire fight and then found like a Darce or something in the third round to win. He was going to lose that fight. You mentioned Gilbert lost his last fight, got dropped in that fight a couple times. This is going to be a sloppy mess. I, I honestly have no idea, no idea who's going to win this fight. I, I would I would go for for battle because even in that fight where he was getting taken down he get, did get back to his feet so even if Gilbert is able to take him down I think he's been able to get to his feet and use a striking um, so I think my pick probably would be battle if I had a gun to my head you know and had to pick but I just don't like either one of these guys at all. That's funny I'm so I honestly I th I thought it was pretty clear like I agree this is the ultimate fighter and. You know, so that's a lot of younger, you know, less experienced guys. And I mean, again, we have uh, six total fights versus seven total fights in the UFC as a co-main event. Like, I get it. I totally get everything you said. With that being said, I think it's pretty clear who's going to win this fight. So, um, but to your point, when you have that little experience, <laughs> there, there are holes and we'll see what happens. It, it is hard to... Uh, you know, we don't have hours and hours and hours of fight footage to break down, but I thought this was pretty obvious what was going to happen. And mostly because we just watched Gilbert lose a similar fight. And, you know, what what did he do? Change his entire world in, yeah, you know? Yeah, bat battle his last fight was just getting just getting out-grappled, 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 and then found a dar. So they're both literally coming. In my mind, they're both coming off losses. That's why when I saw this, I was like, I thought this was supposed to be for like the the ultimate fighter like finals. I thought this was supposed to be it because in my mind, both these guys are not very good. Yeah. Neither one of them are great, but one is better than the other. So I'm going battle. Sounds like you're going with battle as well. Um, I have him. Do I have him in my DraftKings lineup? I have him in my DraftKings lineup. I did two unit money line bet, which maybe I'll regret on Saturday. We're doing a live stream. So watch then see if I get annoyed or if I'm happy. Uh, on Brian battle, I have no idea what to do with this monkey knife fight line. None. I would go more and more just because I think it's sloppy. I probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I know I'm right. Next up at UFC Vegas 35, we have the main event 
of the evening. We have Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze. Edson Barboza, 22-9 and nine overall. He is riding a two-fight win streak, and he was on a bit of a skid before that. People were talking about maybe Edson's done. He's, you know, been in some wars. He's starting to age out. But got himself a nice two-fight win streak, and he's looked fantastic in both those fights. Giga, Giga Chikadze, on the other hand, is streaking big time. 13-2 and two overall, 5-0 and oh in his last five. He is just on an absolute tear. This is almost a changing of the guard situation. These guys are very similar, very similar. Um, this is going to be an awesome fight. I mean, this this could co, co-main a pay-per-view. I mean, this is, this is a fantastic fight. This will be a ton of fun. Edson Barbosa, great striker. He has amazing movement. He is stupid fast. He has fought every single person in the division. Every single person. He's ridiculously technical, and he's coming off of that awesome win against Shane Burgos. I mean, he outclassed a pretty good kickboxer. He put a spell on him. He didn't even knock him out. He just put a spell on him. He just, I it mean. Like he, it, was like a, it was like a snake striking someone, and then all of a sudden they die of poison a few seconds later. It, it was, the stoppage was nuts, and everything before that was just complete domination. Um, and when you first look at this, you'll think, well, Giga's the favorite. Giga should win, or Giga should be the favorite. And I guess he is. The line keeps moving. Uh, Giga's the favorite. Giga should win. But then you factor in Barboza's experience, his little two-fight recent winning streak. You know, at the end of the day, Barboza does have more tools in his bag. I mean, he's very he's good jujitsu, great striking, and has insane experience. His leg kicks are lethal. I think the leg kicks will be the difference in this fight. Giga, Giga Chikadze is the future of this division. I don't think there's any bones about that. He has great striking, solid jab, phenomenal kicks. Uh, he, I mean, he stopped Cub Swanson with a liver kick in an awesome fight there. And Jacob's favorite fighter is Cub Swanson, so that didn't end well. Um, he had a loss on contender series, but if you remove that and don't consider that a real UFC fight, he has not lost in the UFC yet. Uh, and he hasn't really been in any trouble. So logic would say that he needs to outgrapple Edson Barboza here. Or sorry, that you would need to outgrapple him. Ed, Edson Barboza would need to outgrapple Giga here, but we haven't seen anybody do that. Uh, this is such a tough fight. My pick is honestly Edson Barboza. I think the leg kicks are the difference here. Um, Giga is insanely versatile with his kicks. Awesome fighter, top to bottom, but not a ton of leg kicks. And I think Edson Barbosa will slow him down, take that movement away, use those leg kicks, use that veteran savvy. I have him in my DraftKings lineup. I, I like Edson here, but damn, is this fight razor thin. Jacob, what do you was think? That going to, was that going? Was that going? To yeah, be? I mean, I stopped. There's only two of us. Clearly, right. it's you. If if there was a prop bet on like a broken leg or broken forearms in this fight, I think I would put money on one of those because this is one of those fights where Barbosa is going to be slamming leg kicks and Giga's going to come with Giga kicks for body kicks and Barbosa is going to be blocking them. I could just see something wild happening in this fight. Listen, I got I jumped on when when I logged into Bet Online. You guys can go to wewantpicks.com slash bets and check it out. But um I actually got Giga for plus one hundred. When I saw plus one hundred for Giga. When did you do fight, that? Huh? When? Uh yesterday at some point. I don't know when it was. Yeah. 
But I, I saw I saw plus one hundred. I'm like, yeah, I'll take plus one hundred for Giga in this fight. I, I think it's very evenly matched. Um, I think that Ed, Edson definitely has a, a definitely a fighting chance. Obviously, he was a favorite at one point in this fight, and he's DraftKings has him as as the favorite. But Giga just seems like he's just on another level, man. This dude is an assassin. That's no disrespect to Barbosa because he's a fantastic striker in his own right. It just seems like there's just this path and sometimes those fighters that just, you can just see them going all the way to the top and Giga, the way he runs through people, like you mentioned, he's never in trouble. He just always seems like he's that guy that's going to complete control, knows his distance, knows what to do in fights. Um, I, I love Giga with his, with his abilities. I think I picked Cub to beat him, but that was just because I love Cub, you know, shout out to Cub. If you're watching, I love Cub. Um, but yeah, I, I like Giga in this fight to win. He's in my lineup for the five rounds. Cause I don't think he's going to get one of those finishes. Cause Barbosa's tough. I think it's just an absolute war that Giga is able to, able to land. He, this might be a fight where Giga has less strikes, but wins because he has the harder strikes. Um, so I, I like Giga in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. A, I can't argue with anything. I mean, this this is a razor thin fight. The reason I like Edson, I mentioned the leg kicks, but he, you know me, right? We break down the fights, and I, I like to see who has more ways to win, who has more tools in their bag. Edson Barboza has more tools in his bag. He's the better jujitsu guy. He's got more experience for sure. I mean, look at his record. Right? Look at his freaking record. He has got more experience, better jujitsu. The striking is probably even. Um, unfortunately he's a little older. He's been in some wars, but he does have leg kicks. So that's why I'm giving Edson the slight edge. I'll spend the 8,200 on DraftKings. This is the type of fight. Um, if you're doing, if you're doing a big tournament, do not draft both guys. That's stupid. If you're doing 50 fifties and double ups, I mean, there's, there's value in grabbing both guys. I mean, I think this is a war. I think they both put up solid numbers, honestly. Yeah, this. Um, could, I agree. This could be a the loser is still 50, 60, maybe even 70 points with all, with all those strikes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the loser should put up some solid numbers. This could be a back-and-forth war. They're both tough. They, they both have phenomenal strikes. I forgot I placed another one. This is just a hunch, but I do have a, a specific round for Giga. I put a half a unit on Giga in the third round. So, if he gets a third-round finish, clip it. And ship it. Okay. Monkey Night Fight is wild. I gotta go less more. 135 is a high line. I know Edson is a high volume guy, but but he doesn't face strikers at this level very often. So I gotta go less more. Um, you can go less less if you think Giga blows through him, which there's just I don't see that. So I think less more is the uh the monkey knife fight plan. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in that. I bet those that line moves tomorrow. What do you think? I completely agree. Yeah, I'm going to take that note, and as soon as we're done with the live stream, I'm going to go play that before Chris moves it. Less, more. Sit on your hands, Chris. So, <laughs> Everybody watching, thank you all very much. Go to wewantpicks.com. We have all sorts of promos and matches. There's free money everywhere, literally free money everywhere. Join our DraftKings League. It costs you nothing. We give money away to the winner. If you win our free DraftKings League, I send you 15 bucks if you're a subscriber. If you are a member, I send you 30. Literally, Venmo, Cash App, however you want it. Sign up for Monkey Knife Fight. You can almost triple your money with every single play. You can 25 times your money if you want to smash a few of them together. Watch all our stuff. Like the videos. Thank you so much for the support. The live chat was wild. Thank you guys very, very much. We will be doing a fight companion. I will be doing a pre-fight live. We're doing all the things. 
this entire week. We'll see you then. Thank you all very, very, very much.